You know, Leia, I've been thinking. Uh-oh. About what? Love languages. Do they change as we age? Oh, for sure. Remember when, like, I thought candy was, like, the ultimate romantic gesture? Oh, yes. That good old candy face. Now it's all about surprise acts of kindness, right? Exactly. Like, nothing is more romantic than someone doing literally any of the chores I need to do. Honey, like, <laughs> Alfred takes out the trash without me asking, my heart skips it. <laughs> and what about quality time? Suddenly, Netflix and chill is the epitome of romance. Who needs candlelit dinners and all that fancy schmancy stuff when you can just binge watch SVU? <laughs> I love SVU. <laughs> right. It's like our love languages are on a roller coaster ride, constantly evolving. <laughs> um, all right. One day if we keep keep this up, Lamont will be the Darwins of the love language evolution. <laughs> Can you imagine a Dr. Lamont and Leia evolution <laughs> love language? Ah. <laughs> uh, Here's discovering new ways to sing I love you every day. Amen. And Cheers. if all this fails, we always have tacos. I love tacos. <laughs> I'm Lamont. And I'm Leia. And you're tuning into the, the Lamont, Lamont and Leia Podcast. Podcast. Welcome to Lamont and Leia Pops. It is February, the month of love and romance and Black History Month. And there's 21 nine days this year instead of 28. So it's a little <laughs> bit longer. <laughs> we get one more day to celebrate. Woo! Black power! <laughs> uh, today we're talking about love languages. And more specifically, do they change over time? Now, if you guys have been with us since the beginning, uh, we did a Love Languages episode, season one, episode nine, um, where we talked about what they are and we also talked about what ours were. And, you know, since then, it's been a little bit. We've been, you know, every time the subject of love comes up, we're just like... I don't know, like, I feel different from even just back then. Like, when was that? Like, 2020, 2021? Yeah, so, like, not too long ago, but long ago enough that I'm like, has it changed in the last few years? And is it possible that it can change? So let's dive into it. <laughs> so here's a recap. What are love languages? Like, can you name all five? Okay, so we have um, words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, and, oh, acts of service. <laughs> good job, good job. <laughs> so words of affirmation are, Lay will give us an example. Wait, I know someone else who would do a very good job at defining this. Okay. And that would be Lamont and Leia from season one. Lamont, let's do a quick, like, lesson 
briefly yeah. on what love languages are. Uh, so I know it's based off of a book by a Dr. Gary Chapman. Yeah, there's two books, actually. There's oh, okay. the original Five mm-hmm. Love Languages, and there's one for children. And we will post um, about both of them. Okay. I didn't even know there was a children one. Yeah, That's very is. nice. I want to read that one. I wonder if it's easier to understand. <laughs> There's like he gives really good examples uh-huh. of like how to like stories of people and how like they've worked through it and implemented it and used them. Okay. So. so the premise of his is this his theory? Did he come up with it? I'm guessing he did. Yeah. So the premise of his theory is that each person, each individual has certain ideals of how they want to be shown affection. Um, and he has five of them that he came up with. And pretty much if you and the person you are in a relationship with have like different ways of showing love, it could cause issues in the relationship. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think I had also read somewhere that there should only be one that really like resonates with you, even though the other. Like, even though the others are kind of, like, degrees or percentages that they might relate to you. But usually there's yeah. one that really speaks to you. For some reason in my mind, I don't know if I made this up or I'm mixing this up with other theories. But um, I, I feel like you're right. It's either one or two that you we really operate out of. But mm-hmm. we can experience love in all areas. Yeah. Now, I'm not 100% sure that's correct. Um, cause again, I could be mixing in other things like real colors. Cause I know that it's absolutely true for real colors, <laughs> real, really quick, real colors. It's like four different types of personality. There's mm. blue, gold, um, green and orange. And maybe we'll talk about that some other time, but that's definitely true for that theory. I'm not sure if I'm mixing the theories, <laughs> but, um, I, for some reason in my mind, I truly believe like we operate out of like two primarily, mm. but we feel love in one area more than another. Yeah, and we can I th- actually feel love in all of the areas. Yeah, I think I've heard, I think I've heard that too. Like you have certain percentages of each one. Like you prefer some more than others, but there's ultimately like one or two that kind of are the most prominent in your love life. And then I want to say like in well, at, like sometime after twenty five, I took the test and I was equal in like all of them. Huh. Which was really cool. interesting, but I feel like that does change over time. Yeah, let's keep going. Probably, um, well, yeah, let's go over what the five love languages are for people who may not know what they are. Um, All right. Okay, I'll start off. So the first one is words of affirmation. So words of affirmation is like telling your partner that you love them, giving them verbal praise, um, and someone who like has this love language could be hurt by arguments or if someone says something mean out of turn um uh but yeah so it it goes past just saying oh i love you oh i love you um you know it goes on like compliments and you know just telling them like oh i'm proud of you or like hey that looks really good that thing that you made like so it's just anything that you could verbally say to someone that is so negative criticism could really really mm-hmm. hurt them yeah and so what you say to these people that experience it primarily 
um, through this um, act or service matters. Yeah. What you say matters. It, it does. Then there's quality time. Mm-hmm. And that is giving a person your full undivided attention sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, spending time with your partner is the most important time of your day. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be bothered by your partner checking their phone while you guys are talking or getting distracted by the TV or any other distraction, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's that one. Yes. I do like that one. Like hanging out. Oh, love hanging out. That's great. <laughs> so so what's important to remember about this one is if you schedule time with your significant and it breaks for whatever reason, it could be legit, that can be very hurtful mm-hmm. and damaging. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is receiving gifts. And then um, I would read a note somewhere to make sure that it's emphasized that it shouldn't be mistaken for being materialistic um, because it's not the gift that's important. It's the idea and the reason for the gift. So like you could come home with a gumball and be like, I bought this for you. And if you, if receiving gifts is your love language, you'd be like, Oh my God, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, Like, thank you for thinking of me and making sure like I was part of your day, like Mm -hmm. in your head, you know? Um, So particularly gifts out of the blue, and missed birthdays or holidays or just like generic non-meaningful gifts could be an issue in the relationship uh so like what's a what's a good example uh if like valentine's day and they just bring home like a little card cheap little like 99 cent store card and like here (laughs) like yeah thanks for the gift but i mean what? Yeah, there wasn't much meaning behind it. There wasn't yeah. much thought. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of love poured into this gift. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be hurtful. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? Acts of service. Lamont, what are acts of service? So this love language values being helped and shared and um, um, taking on the burden or the perceived burden or tasks. Mm-hmm. It could be the household chores, running an errand or something similar to that Mm -hmm. um being lazy (laughs) or broken commitments of like i'm gonna do this and i don't get it done could really put stress on the relationship and that can really hurt Mm -hmm. the relationship or cause conflict in your relationship yeah i think what i think of when i think of acts of service is the terrible trope that oh well men just sit around all day and don't do anything and the wife does everything i hate that trope but that is the exact situation that probably would cause an issue in a relationship with someone whose act of service is their love language not to say that like men are lazy or whatever it's just a person a and person b (laughs) doesn't matter about gender but like that situation is what can be hurtful for those kind of people yeah, so if your girlfriend or your partner um, is putting in a lot of work and doing, like, everything for you, nine chances out of ten, their primary love language is acts of service. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to love them back, take on some of that burden mm-hmm. and some of those tasks for them so they can feel supported. Yeah. 
Okay, and our last love language is physical touch. And this does not mean just sex. <laughs> doesn't mean just sexual activity. Not saying that it doesn't include that, but... <laughs> Most definitely not, includes it. It definitely <laughs> includes that. But it's not just that. It can be yes. hugging or holding hands in public or even just like being in the same room and next to the person that you love. That's yeah, physical a, touch. A squeeze on the shoulder mm-hmm. or an accidental bump. but again not just sexual (laughs) um and things that could like really impact someone with this love language is neglect abuse rejection i mean these will impact anyone but very specifically people with this love language are affected by that what are your thoughts about love languages and Mm -hmm. if they change over time or they are do most people see them as a fixture for themselves Number one, I feel like most people don't even know what love languages are still, even though it's not that new or old of a concept. It's like, it's a, it's a teenager. <laughs> um, but like, I think people can change. I definitely have changed over the years. So like, why can't the way you perceive and give love, you know, change over time too? Because yeah. like... I constantly am talking about how different I was like in high school and now that I moved back to California, like I'm just reminded of how I was in high school and now many years post-college, I'm like, oof, who is she? <laughs> so like there's no way that 17-year-old Leia in California is the same, has the same love language that 30 almost 31 year old Leia has, you know, like there's no way. (laughs) Sure. Um, I want to say for speaking for myself, Mm -hmm. um, I think when I first took the test, I received it almost equally on all levels. Mm -hmm. Um, and then recently as I've been going through challenges and struggles, um, any kind of act of service, makes my heart sing. Like if you can take something off my plate where I don't have to do it, that makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea is that most of us do experience or receive love in one or two, like we can feel them across all areas, mm-hmm. but mainly one or two really speak to us. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Um, and right now, like anytime someone could like take something off my plate, take care of it for me, mm-hmm. oh my god, I feel super loved. Yes, I agree with that. That might just be also an adult thing in mm-hmm. this new century that we live in. Like we're all just way too busy. <laughs> so I think everyone's <laughs> everyone's love language has now become a little bit acts of service, you know, like. Sure. Because we all be doing too much. <laughs> yeah. For I remember when physical touch was, like, a really big deal for me, too. Like, like I mm-hmm. guess when I was teenagers and stuff, like, like I, I, I'm pretty sure I was always touching my friends and stuff. That just... Appropriately. appropriately. That just... <laughs> yes, appropriately. That just made me realize something. Can it change over time because of how old we are? Like, where we all are in our life? Because I feel like when I was a teenager, yes, like the most important way someone could show me that they loved me 
like, you know, my first boyfriends was holding my hand in public. Like that was so like, oh my gosh, you know, like, but now, I mean, I walk around with Patrick holding his hand, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I still like it, but it, I don't think it's that same level of, oh my gosh, you know, like every single time. Mm -hmm, Whereas mm -hmm. before it, that every single time it was a deal. <laughs> be texting Tyra about it like hey just held my hand in public again <laughs> <laughs> but now you know now that we're both older we're both saying acts of service so like I wonder if it also has to do with where you are either in your life or where you are in your relationship timeline yeah 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 because you and Patrick are what 10 years this year's 12 12 years <laughs> so that's a pretty steady relationship mm -hmm. and um you have to bid and negotiate I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you I, and i guess with everyone um alfred and i've been fighting a little bit more recently and like mm -hmm. we just celebrate our two-year anniversary still in love <laughs> he's not going like i hope he's not going anywhere <laughs> um but like i just noticed over the last like week like because like for the first two years like we might have like had maybe like a a little tiny spot here or there <laughs> it's been like heavy and i guess what's bothering me is he keeps asking me to repeat stuff or he says slow down or mm -hmm. clearly and i'm like you're the only one that asks me to like slow down and speak clearly like my boss doesn't do it my coworkers don't do it my students don't do it like so i'm just like Again, and we come from different cultures. Mm -hmm. So maybe people are used to how I present or show it's not. But mm -hmm. it's been really good to me because it makes me feel bad about myself. I'm like, <laughs> Stop. Like, I'm fine. Like, you're making me think there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. I think that's just a timeline thing. Because I feel like, yeah, mine and Patrick's was like, maybe like about the same time. <laughs> I, I've read somewhere that it takes about two or so years to really get to, like, start to get to know someone, like, on a deep level. I don't know how true that is, but maybe that's why. Well, I guess we're out of the honeymoon phase. <laughs> mm -hmm. There you go. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, I guess, so self-discovery. <laughs> self-discovery. <laughs> Like, I think the more we discover ourselves, and then, again, I, I truly believe people change microscopically a little at a time, right? Mm -hmm. and so over a period of time, they might still have the same, be the same core, but they mm -hmm. might be showing up not quite the same as where three months ago, six months mm -hmm. ago, a year from now, two yeah. years. So. So, you're, so you're on team, love languages can change over time. Yeah, but we should talk about what other people think. Hmm. Do you have other people's thoughts? I don't have other people's thoughts. No. However, I think some people are on the side of um, personality is core, right? It's a core yeah. feature. Like, you really don't change. Mm -hmm. I think um, we had an episode about something like that. If we did have something about that, 
We'll post it. I can't remember. It sounds really familiar, that's why. Or maybe we just talked about it. <laughs> yeah. So I think some people would argue that love languages are deeply ingrained aspects of individual personality. Mm-hmm. And they remain relatively consistent throughout a person's life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just like one, not argument, um, one stance, one stance that some mm-hmm. people might like stand on. Um, and because of that, their love language or their communication, because of their love languages, um, the foundation or foundational. So basically the whole idea about love languages is communication styles. Are we communicating to the people that matter to us? Are they hearing it? Are they receiving it? Right. Mm-hmm. And so if your personality is core, your love language is going to have a foundation of communication. Mm-hmm. That's true. I guess the, I like how you said it's like, it's a different, it's like a form of communication. But like, you learn how to communicate more efficiently, hopefully, <laughs> as you get older. So like, the more you learn, the more you know, changes and then like also trauma (laughs) big experiences in your life that may change the way you view something or like if you're like looking to change an aspect about yourself i guess that argument leads to well is that even possible because i mean there's a lot of things you can work on and change over time Yeah, (laughs) I I know. So what's coming up for me with Alfred, I think, is maybe I really do need to slow down Um, because I want to have a good relationship with him. I want him to understand what I'm saying the first time because I get frustrated when I have to repeat myself again and again. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe I just need to like get out of my ego or get out of my head and like there's nothing wrong with me. But when I'm with my husband, I just need to go a little bit slower or slow down or not take it so personally. <laughs> but it hurts my feelings. <laughs> <sighs> that sounds all too familiar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I still think that they could change over time. But maybe not drastically for everyone or maybe for some people it does stay consistent i know some people who have been the same exact person from i met them until now they're the same person like that's not a good thing it's not a bad thing you know (laughs) like leia are you being honest (laughs) what (laughs) it's not a good thing or a bad thing well i mean there's some people who they are the way they are Mm. and like some aspects of someone's personality could use some changes, but maybe they're happy with it. So, like, who am I to be like, you need to change that, <laughs> you know? True, true. We're nobody. Like, yeah. even, even as a person that's trying to be a therapist, like, it's not my job to change you. It's my job to find out what changes that you, you want to make and feel supported mm-hmm. through that process. Yeah. I think, like... I think we should just start adding love languages. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, there's receiving gifts. What about giving gifts? <laughs> it, it's under there. Like, if you read the, like, <laughs> so I read the book. I read the book. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. Um, 
the book says like receiving gifts isn't all just all about receiving um it could be about giving too but also giving could also fall in the act of service so it kind of overlaps however 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 um giving gifts is part of a love language okay i was gonna say because like i hate getting gifts don't give me nothing unless it's food I don't want it. <laughs> I went with Gary Chapman. I think that's I think that's his name. Yeah. Um, what to say about that? Like, he. I wonder what his research has about like people who love to give gifts but not receive gifts. Like, I would the, like to do some research on that. Like the thought of receiving, like, physical gifts, it gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> But, like, if it's an experience or if it's food or if it's, like, something I wanted to do and they take me to do it, those are fine. But, like, my birthday's coming up at the end of this month and my sister has bothered me, like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I was like, literally, don't buy me anything, please. I don't want any gifts. Let's just go get food. <laughs> um... Okay. Uh, I don't know. I think we kind of answered the question. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like we did. Let's take a break and then decide what we're going to talk about before the second half of the show to wrap everything up. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we can do that. Okay, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Lamont and Leia podcast. If you've been here for a while or you're just tuning in, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, if you haven't already, don't forget to like our socials, follow the podcast, um, or just like talk to us, leave a comment, you know, send us a DM, or if you're a little old school, you can email us, I guess. Um, if you are a fan though, if you've been with us for a while, um, consider leaving us a review, a star rating, um, and of course, please don't forget to tell your friends and family about us. Uh, we kind of want more people to join us so that we can keep doing this and have fun. Uh, if you're feeling a little more generous and want to participate in the podcast more, uh, you could send us a little cha-ching cha-ching on coffee.com slash Lamont and Leia or on Spotify. There is a link to donate as well. But regardless, your contributions to the podcast in any form, any form, uh, are really helpful. And we definitely enjoy them and seeing what you guys have to say. So thank you once again for tuning in and let's get back to the show. Lamont, the last time that we talked about love languages, you were single I was, wasn't I? Mm -hmm. Dreaming of Alfred. <laughs> so I think today we should probably retake the love language quiz and see, let's put scientific theories. All right. We're going to do scientific hypothesis. Love languages can change over time. Sure. Do you know what my results were? Because I don't. I don't either. <laughs> Episode nine. Tell Episode nine. nine. I know. It's just like, let's, let's look back. Doing a lot of flashbacks in this episode. For sure. Um, 
Okay, so you have the link to the quiz? Yes, I will awesome. share that with you guys. Right okay, now. perfect. So if you're tuning into this, definitely check out the quiz for yourself in the um, description or the show notes. And then let us know what you got. And if you've taken it before, when was the last time you took it? And is it different? Is it the same? I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, so you can take the five love languages quiz at fivelovelanguages.com. Um, I chose I'm an adult and I chose that I am in a relationship. Okay. So this is this. So it starts with Is it more meaningful to me when I receive love notes, text, emails for no special reason from the one I loved? Or my partner and I hug. Oh, that's so hard. I love them both. Let's go with hug. Let's go with hug. <laughs> Is it more meaningful to me when I can spend alone time with my partner, just the two of us? My partner does something practical to help me out. Please help me out practically. Is it more meaningful when my partner gives me a little gift as a token of our love for each other? Or I get to spend uninterrupted leisure time with my partner. Hmm. Let's do... I love the little gifts he's giving me. He's giving me sunglasses. alone <laughs> When we first started dating. But honestly, if I could spend uninterrupted time, maybe, I think I would enjoy a little bit more. My partner un unexpectedly... Oh, sorry. Is it more meaningful to me when my partner unexpectedly does not does sorry my partner unexpectedly does something for me like fill my car or doing the laundry he's never filled my car <laughs> but honestly if he can do the laundry and i don't have to that is amazing or me and my partner touch i'm gonna go with laundry is it more meaningful to me when my partner puts their arms around me when we're in public that's never going to happen and yes, it would be really meaningful, but my husband does not believe in public displays of affection. <laughs> so, but that would be amazing if he did that. Like, I would feel so loved. <laughs> Is it more meaningful to me when I'm around my partner, even if we're even if we're not really doing anything? I'm holding hands with my partner. I'm gonna go. I'm around him even if we're not doing anything. Wait, how many questions does this have? Oh, you know what? I'm 30. We're only on six. I'm going to do some magical editing and <laughs> get All to right. the end. <laughs> and now for my results. Surprise! <laughs> surprise! Nah. <laughs> All right, um, so let's see what your results are. So you got 37% acts of service. Um 7% receiving gifts. <laughs> yeah, so okay, so I love when Alfred gives me gifts. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I feel loved by him. I feel like he's thinking of me and stuff. But as far as more meaningful, mm -hmm. um it's definitely going to be acts of service. Anytime he can vacuum in the kitchen, dust, mm -hmm. do laundry, keep our house clean. Like that's going to make me feel super loved. Right. So 
I went back into the back time, the the before time, the old podcasting time. When I was single. <laughs> when you were single. <laughs> and I actually found, I screenshotted it, um, your results from back then. So it was 26% words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. So, and that I think is based on friendship. So I think the most my friends can do is like like encourage me with their words mm -hmm. active service wasn't too far behind there though yeah but what's interesting is your physical touch has changed <laughs> yeah so i guess my, that makes sense though <laughs> yeah my physical touch has increased with my partner at 23 percent mm -hmm. where with friends um mm -hmm. it must have been just like 16 percent yeah and receiving gifts was at 16 percent mm -hmm. again um, I do feel love when people think about me and get me a gift. Mm -hmm. That is a great way to show their love. And I, I understand it and I feel it, but it's also very, it's, it's low. It's, it's, it's not as meaningful as I guess, words of affirmation mm -hmm. and acts of service. Um, and what's interesting is, um, quality time with my friends is at a 19. Mm -hmm. Um, with my partner, it's at a 20. Mm -hmm. And words of affirmation is lower with my partner. Like, so I love when, like, I think he encourages in me. I hope he does. Mm -hmm. But I guess, like, it's not that meaningful to me versus me getting to spend more time with him. Meaningful or, like, that's normal. Like, it's a normal yeah. thing. So it's just like... <laughs> Okay, so while you were doing your quiz, I also retook my quiz and then went back and found my results from previous. Um, so I was in a relationship then. I'm in a relationship now. Hasn't changed. But what has changed in my life has been a lot, actually. But just not relationship-wise. But I've had a lot of things change over the last three to four years since I took it last time. Today, just right now, I scored 33% an acts of service, which is the exact opposite of a few years ago. <laughs> what, you, what was your highest one? Uh, a few years ago was quality time, which quality time is second now. Okay. But acts of service was my last one previously interesting and i think it's probably because at this time you were living in hawaii mm -hmm. with patrick mm -hmm. and quality time was more meaningful to you because it was just you and him and his parents but mainly you and him right? yeah and, and then you came to raise your siblings and needed help so it mm -hmm. makes sense why if patrick can tag in that acts of service would be more mm -hmm. up there because exactly. the need mm-hmm so, yeah, my results are all over the place. <laughs> and then your physical touch is way low. Is your physical touch, has your physical touch always been low? Yeah. I'm surprised. Is it 17? It's 17 previously. I'm surprised oh. acts of service was lower <laughs> before. So, interesting. Receiving gifts is still second to the last. Because, again, okay. I like giving gifts. And I think you're right. I think they probably fall under acts of service more than re like receiving gifts because I like giving gifts. Mm. So, 
scientifically, <laughs> this proves our hypothesis. <laughs> um, does that mean we now have to do a science fair board? Oh my gosh, I love those. Me too. The trifold boards are sold out all over here because it was just science fair season, so we may have to order one online. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, if you guys have taken it previously, retake the quiz, let us know if anything has changed. I think Lamont's hasn't changed too significantly, but I mean, his changes kind of make sense though, because now you're in a relationship mm -hmm. versus previously. So the ones that scored higher make more sense. For yeah. me, I'm actually surprised that it flip-flopped like that. So, um, it would be interesting if I went back and took it as a single, but could I even, like, think like a single person now? So, probably right? not. Probably uh, not, no. I don't think I could. <laughs> it's been too long. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, I think we should get back to our episode. Yeah. And wrap it up. Um, but thank you for joining me on this quiz. No problem. And we're back. So <laughs> let's talk about um, how can individuals, mm -hmm. so for individuals and couples, how can we navigate potential changes in love language while maintaining consistency and um, stability in our relationships? Um, communication. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> well, but before we jump in, before we jump, in, um, it's important to note that um, we, at least Leigh and I, believe that love languages can change over time, right? Um, I don't know. I think we scientifically just proved it. I'm just saying. Okay, we're scientists. But like, like Leia was saying, in relationships, for them to be successful. Um, communication, empathy, willingness to adapt um, have to be some of the strategies that you implement so that your relationship can be successful. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, and like it doesn't have to just be a romantic relationship, any relationship. So you guys heard me um, in my woes with Alfred, um, <laughs> but also like there's a real sense of like, maybe I really need to adapt. So we're not having a hard time. I'm not taking it so personal and, and stuff, right? So um, how can we be better communicators? How can we have more consistency and stuff? And so communication, right? So we was saying communication. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, learning to be adaptable but also respecting your own boundaries just gonna put that out there too because like yeah it's one thing to be like oh yes i guess i'll start doing this one small thing like what's something someone who likes to make the bed versus not making the bed right it's just like okay fine i guess i can start helping you make the bed in the morning even though i don't usually do that that's being adaptable, whereas, like, oh, I want you to change this whole aspect of yourself to please me. That's a little different. That's not the same thing. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So I think 
having a regular check-in is great. Um, I'm more of a structured person, so I would encourage you like to have like a monthly or weekly or bi-weekly check-in just to see like how things are going and stuff and make it part of your communication process. Some people mm-hmm. are not that structured and would not like something like that. So if that's not for you, that's that's totally fine. But um, I think it would be really helpful if you make it a point to check in with your partner, discuss your emotional needs, and um, really create a safe and supportive space where both you guys feel comfortable expressing your feelings and your concerns. I saw a TikTok about that, and it's very interesting. I think, I like, I wouldn't even know how to start that, but I would. I think I should start doing that for other reasons. But I think it's important. I think it's important. We'll have to talk about this because I don't even know. I wouldn't <laughs> even know what that looks like, but it seems like a good idea. Like, even if it's not like, a, okay, let's sit down and have a meeting now. Doesn't but matter. like, you know. That sounds like so. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, random. take notes. <laughs> Someone take minutes. <laughs> um, But yeah, that's actually, it's very interesting. I've been wanting to look into that. Um, what else? What else? What else? Mm. Like just being like notice things mm-hmm. about your partner. Like if they or a friend, if this is not like a relationship, if it's just a friend, like if they seem off or like different or something like changes like the vibe is not the same vibe that we've been vibing to you know um suss them what's up (laughs) for sure for sure um like yeah paying attention being observant um so i've talked about this in the past like having a curious mindset and apparently like calling myself out i haven't been I haven't been doing that with Alfred, right? Because I'm all in my judgment, in my feelings. Like, you're making me feel bad because I don't think you think I'm a good communicator because that's, like, that's what's coming up for me, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I probably should just let go of that judgment and be like, okay, like, why is this happening? And what can I do to, like, improve and make it better? And then maybe I will feel better about myself. <laughs> so curiosity. Maybe. There you go. Um, what other things? Um, appreciation. If we express appreciation, um, especially if you see them making an effort to fulfill your love language, right? Um, a little appreciation can keep the train going. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think I think the way you accept appreciation also is different person to person i know for me specifically i am not very good at saying thank you to people (laughs) that's always been an issue of mine i i was just like duh i appreciate it is my mindset so i gotta remember to be like thank you for doing this (laughs) sure so that's hard for me but no it's nice though (laughs) It's nice to do. Um, anything else you can think of? Yeah. Um, let's go with compromise. 
and or if you don't like that word collaboration like some collaboration. people are like, no because like some people really have an issue with compromise like i'm not giving up anything i think okay. i think that's why is because people think compromise is someone's completely sacrificing and changing them i already talked about this <laughs> like changing themselves for something when it's just like it's not really what it is, but all right. <laughs> so, so for better terms, collaboration, mm -hmm. seeking mutual beneficial solutions that honor both people, whether it be your partner or your friend or your parents or whoever, um, and their preferences mm -hmm. or their um, perceived love language, looking for creative ways to incorporate those into each other's communications and interactions i have an example for that one too okay go ahead um i went on a trip with uh my friend and oh actually you know my friend does the podcast know my friend yes they know my friend tyra okay <laughs> she's on like what episode two she's on several she's on oh, the oh, think one she's on um at least two of them yeah so Not she's been three. on here a few times but yeah um so we both like hiking but at different styles and different levels right she's a very like destination hiker i gotta get there i gotta be fast i gotta get to the farthest point as soon as i can me on the other hand i'm a leisure hiker <laughs> i like to stop and look at little things and take pictures and sit down <laughs> and enjoy everything right so we went on a trip and we wanted to hike, but ha being two very different hikers, um, our compromise was we would go on the same trail, but she could do her own thing and I would do my own thing and we'll meet at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and so we both went on the same trail. We both enjoyed it. She went way farther than I did, obviously. Um, but I enjoyed my hike. I turned back around, got the car, met her at the end. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. And we both had a great day. So there we go. Yeah. Um, and like, if you're really having a, a hard time, like navigating your love languages or communicating period, mm -hmm. I really encourage that you seek help. There is nothing wrong with going to a counselor or a therapist to come up with new strategies that will support you in being successful in your relationship. So. Facts. I say facts as I have yet to talk to anyone about anything. <laughs> the, the, in theory, yes. It's a whole other thing of actually getting to do so, you know? For sure. For we'll sure. work about that. Um, and I think something else that could help is just like, like being happy that things yeah. like celebrating each other's growth as people yeah. as a person as a friend as in a relationship whatever because like the more you grow and learn things about yourself hopefully the better person you become <laughs> like isn't a plant that what, isn't that what this life is about? isn't that what this podcast is about mm -hmm. <laughs> um but no it, but really think about it like if you celebrate your growth mm 
how much more connected do you feel to the people that matter to you? Mm-hmm. It's like getting, it's like when your teacher would give you like the sticker on your paper when you finally nailed something that you were struggling with. How good that made you feel. Same thing. Although someone could definitely give me stickers when I do something good that would work. <laughs> that would work. work. That would work. <laughs> like, would I punish my younger siblings? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Good parent. Or when I don't punish them. For sure. And I well, I mean, talk like, to them, like... when I talk to them okay. and explain it instead of just going... <laughs> gold star for parenting oh my goodness I'd have no gold stars <laughs> okay Um, I think I, that brings us to a close yeah I think it's a good spot to stop on Um, thank you Lamont for joining us today <laughs> Uh, sorry if we seem a little bit out of it. We were supposed to have a guest today, um, but things change, and that's okay. So if our ending seems a little abrupt, we were expecting more of a conversational ending. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But that's okay. Um, we'll have that guest on the later episode and we're gonna have fun anyway so it doesn't matter and i had fun today with just lamont yes uh so thank you guys for tuning in and Um, we will see you guys in about two weeks about (laughs) we'll see (laughs) if it's on time it'll be two weeks for sure um actually um well yeah (laughs) okay thank you bye bye Today's life lesson is the ripple effects of self-love. To truly love others starts by loving yourself, embracing your flaws and celebrating your strengths. When you care for yourself, that love spreads naturally to those around you. Be kind to yourself and watch how easily kindness flows to others. Remember, loving yourself not only enriches your life, but also brightens the lives of those around you. And today's life lesson. This has been the Lamont and Leia podcast 2024. Created by Lamont Damon and Leia Nakahiki. This episode topic was brought up by the beautiful Leia Nakahiki and the incredible surviving Lamont Damon. This episode was edited by me, Leia Nakahiki. Watch our podcasts on Facebook and Spotify. What? (laughs) And make sure you follow us on our socials. Links, of course, can be found in the show description. As always, thank you for listening or watching.